welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And today we are discussing The Ultimatum Queer Love, which is the new season of The Ultimatum that dropped on Netflix a few weeks ago. We are so excited to talk about it. We both just finished watching it and we have a lot of thoughts. So uh, first, we have some news to get through. Uh, Our first piece of news is that another Netflix show is about to drop um, later this year, The Squid Game, The Challenge, which is the reality competition version of Squid Game, which was a Netflix show that came out a few years ago that just blew up. Um, was one of the biggest shows ever on Netflix, and they had announced right after that finished uh, airing that they were uh, in production on a reality competition version of the show. Been waiting for a long time to get any news on that, but finally, um, we just got a premiere month for it and a little preview clip, which I'm really excited for. What do, uh, What are your thoughts, Molly? Yeah, I think that'll be really interesting. I actually did not get into Squid Game when it came out on Netflix. I watched like one episode and then I needed to have more focus of it when I started it. So I was like, let me just start this again another day. And then I just never did. Um, and so I think, but with the reality TV version of it with the challenge, I think that's going to be cool. And I'm going to want to watch that because obviously I love reality TV. So, no, I'm not. the same way. I didn't really watch the original Squid Game, but I feel like I have almost just because I feel I've seen so many recreations of it and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this. It's the largest cast in reality TV history with 456 people. Largest cash prize, I believe, with 4.56 million. one person probably but it'll be whoever makes it to the very end which i can't imagine would be more than a handful of people but yeah so that's gonna gonna be big um there was i don't know if you saw that there was some news that came out during the filming of it that people needed to be medically evacuated and that it was unsafe and that some people had some bad experiences with it. So it sounded like kind of a mess behind the scenes, but hopefully that uh, will still translate to a, a good show. Well, yeah, let's see. I'm excited to see when that comes out. It's not till November though, right? Yes, November. Okay. So we have we have a little bit, but I'm sure within the coming months, we will hear more news. Uh, Our next piece of news, though, is yet another Netflix show, because Netflix just had their uh, To Doom event that they had previews of of a bunch of different upcoming shows, so that's why we have a lot of Netflix news today. But we have Too Hot to Handle, season five, premiering July 15th. Molly, are you a Too Hot to Handle fan? I watched the first season, and I did not watch the rest, to be honest. Um, But I did enjoy it. The first season was fine. Like, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't my favorite show. Yeah. Yeah, I watched, I know, religiously, I watched the first two seasons. Um, I think I watched at least part of three and four, but I don't know that I ever finished either of them. So I'm a little bit in the same boat as you. But this time, I say we we watch it and we talk yes. about it. <laughs> <laughs> More reason to watch it now. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's coming out July 15th. So that's actually coming up pretty soon here oh yeah yes uh and then our next piece of news is 
you know what we i feel like we don't talk about the kardashians a lot we did a little bit in the last news episode but we do have some kardashian news here that courtney is pregnant with her first child with travis barker so it's not her first child as everyone knows but um it's her first one not with scott Disick, with with travis barker her current husband and uh, she announced it by recreating a scene from one of his music videos where someone was holding up a sign that said, Travis, I'm pregnant. So she went to his show the other night and held up a sign saying, Travis, I'm pregnant. And yeah. that was how he found out, which I thought was really cute. That was really cute. I had seen some videos that share that they think Travis knew before that. There was, that was an announcement really? for like the general public, which mm. I think would make sense because people were saying that Courtney was showing like she had a little bit of a bump and so if they live together mm-hmm. and like she's with Travis then like he would see it or know at least that like maybe yeah. she's pulling a little bit off or like all that kind of stuff like being pregnant like it does a lot to your body so right. maybe he did know we don't know that for sure like hasn't been confirmed but not everyone else knows um yeah I hadn't seen that speculation um I, I guess from the videos that I watched to me it seemed very real because he didn't even see her at first like people were saying like look travis look in the audience and he was like where so i don't know that that felt very real to me but but i don't know maybe maybe he knew but he didn't know that was happening i guess that's possible yeah so that it was i don't know maybe they're gonna show it in the season of upcoming and kardashians of like when she finds out oh i'm sure we will yeah so we'll have to wait till then i guess unless a news story breaks about it um but we'll see what happens because i'm sure we'll get a whole episode of her planning <laughs> the announcement and coming up with ideas and yeah I, i'm sure that that that's coming but yeah but yes yeah, so we're very happy and excited for for them yes very exciting uh our next couple pieces of news here are love is blind related uh, season one, I think you could say villain, Jessica Batten, uh, is give is pregnant with her. Fr- oh no, not pregnant. She has given birth to her first child with her husband Benjamin. Um, I didn't know she was pregnant, but <laughs> I did not <laughs> But I'm happy for her, and uh, I I'm sure that uh, that she will be a great mother and. You know, I feel like she was a little bit of a victim of probably some editing that made her look more villainous than she really was. And so I always did feel a little bit bad for her, especially after the um, after the altar special from that season, where it really did feel like Amber and Barnett were being, especially Amber, was holding on to a grudge from a very long time ago that... It, it felt a little bit overkill to for them to still be so cold to her um, after the season. And so I, I am happy for her that she has found her husband and it's uh, seems to be doing well. Yes, no, I'm really happy for her too. I think uh, with that season, like she was the villain, but I don't think it was like necessarily like she was like that bad of a villain. Right. Like I think it was a lot of the editing and just what was shown to us. Um, and also what Amber would say to her and like all this stuff that like just kind of ignited more of that fire I guess (laughs) yeah no I mean I think it was easy to be on 
Amber's side in that season, but I do feel like the audience reaction and and their reaction did go a little bit overkill. Like it reminded me a lot of Olivia from Ben's season of The Bachelor. Yeah. She was the villain of that season, a hundred percent, but a lot of it felt like it came from edited the way she was edited and that thing, little things were overblown to the point where it was kind of crazy <laughs> and that you know that she got way too much hate for what she actually did and I felt like Jessica was a little bit in that same boat of, of that type of villain if you will where it really wasn't as as bad especially in hindsight I think now that we've seen more seasons and have seen people that have done much worse things <laughs> definitely um and then our next love is blind piece of news is that we got a season five preview at the to doom event yesterday that it is airing in september and we got a little sneak preview of uh two people in the pods i don't even know if we know their names if we do i forgot them (laughs) um but uh i feels like we just got off of season four of love is blind (laughs) i know september is a couple months away so maybe that will give us a little time to recuperate by then and and be excited for it but i do feel like i need a little love is blind break for a minute here (laughs) yeah i think i think by the time it comes september i think i'll maybe ready for it but right now i'm like yeah i could use a little bit of the break um but i'm excited i love love is blind and I think it'll be hopefully it'll be another good season. I feel like every season is something new because there's new people every time. So there's can be always something that's new because of that. Um, But we'll see how it all shapes out to be this upcoming season in September. Yes, definitely. I I, I think I'll be excited for it by the time it comes. Um, And then our last piece of news here is that Kelly Flanagan uh, from Pete Weber's season of The Bachelor uh, has debuted her new boyfriend who is not in Bachelor Nation. Uh, His name is Ari Raptus. And we recently heard of her second split from Pilot Pete. And do you think that's too soon? Does it feel a little quick for her to be publicly announcing a a new boyfriend? Um, Or what what are your thoughts on that? I think it's not too soon to say. I mean, I think, like, we don't know exactly when her and Peter really did break up. It could have been before that it was announced, maybe. And it has been at least a few months. Like, it's not like it's been, like, two weeks, and now she has a new boyfriend. Um, So mm-hmm. I don't know who he is, like, how she knew him. Like, maybe there was a mystery there. They already knew each other. Maybe they were friends. Like, we don't really know what beginning of it. So maybe that's why as well like she just decided to like hard launch it quickly um but yeah we'll see yeah no i i agree you never know with those things when they actually broke up versus when it was announced to the public so it could have been weeks before or a month before um that that they actually had split because you know sometimes i think when couples split like that publicly you want to make sure it's final before you really announce anything publicly because you know a few days later you could kind of both come back and say yeah let's keep going and then once you've announced it to the public it's kind of final <laughs> so that yeah I, I agree with you that i'm sure there was um yeah it's not like she's already engaged um 
But all right. Well, that's it for the news for this week. So let's move into the ultimatum. So just to kind of briefly explain the concept of the show for anyone who didn't watch the first season or or the second season yet, it is by the same producers of Love is Blind. So it has a very Love is Blind feel to it a lot of the time, I would say. But it is about these... 10 people, five couples, I think season one actually had six couples, but season two had five. And they are, one of them has been given an ultimatum. They've been dating for a while usually, and one is ready to get married, the other isn't. And so they come on this show and basically have to switch partners with another couple that has come on the show. And so they do a, what they call a trial marriage, where they live with their new partner for how long is it a month three weeks three weeks okay and then after those three weeks they come back together with their original partner live with them do another trial marriage if you will with their partner they came into the show with for another three weeks and then at the end decide whether they want to stay with their original partner and get engaged whether they want to start dating or get engaged to their new partner that they had the trial marriage with or leave single. And uh, we, so season one was all straight couples, a man and a woman. And this season was all, they call it queer love is the subtitle because it's all women and uh, non-binary people. And so that was, I think added a whole nother layer to the season because there was this jealousy and everyone had, basically twice as many options as <laughs> they did the first season. And so to me, that added a whole new layer that that actually made it a lot more exciting, I thought. Uh, what did you think of the difference between season one and two? Yeah, I really, overall, like, I really like the ultimatum. I think it's a really great show. Just, I mean, I know it's messy and like all this stuff that goes down, like, in the relationship stuff and like conversations they have and all this stuff that's like can be kind of toxic in some some situations but I think that makes for really good tv and so I really enjoy watching it and particularly this season I really enjoyed because of that it's just like oh well they could choose anyone here to partner up with and it wasn't just like a guy and a girl who had to partner up from the first season um so I like that aspect too um within this show or within the season of it um but yeah I just thought like it's interesting to see when like we can talk about this more in depth with like specific couples but I feel like this show basically sets a precedent of like if someone will change I can be with them and like this like idea that like they need to make sure that they know that they want to be with me and if they don't then I'm done mm-hmm. and like I don't think it really works like that in the real world like and we it's like yeah. kind of an extreme situation but the show like it makes sense and then it makes you think like me like personally I'm thinking like oh if I start dating someone then this is like going to shit like oh now I can just tell I'm like oh like this I need this from you and is it gonna change and make my life better I don't know but like mm-hmm. it's like it makes it feel like you can just tell someone what you need like or you can kind of do that in relationships but in the show it's like I need this now otherwise I'm leaving and it just it kind of it's weird to have that strict of the timeline in my perspective of it but I mean they agreed to this those like 
they have to do it. But I feel like with some of these couples, like if it wasn't so strict of that timeline, like maybe things would have been different. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, like I do really enjoy this show. There's obviously going to be flaws every every kind of reality show. But with this, like it's just, it's an interesting concept and in that like they are breaking up to then see what else they want out there from someone else in this experiment experience and then go back to their original partner and be like okay I had this great time or this happened with this person now you need to be like that or like something like it's just like there was like very much like seeming like things can change in an instant is what it seems to me right well I think too what kind of is different than in the real world with this is that when you tell someone in the real world like hey I need this then in their mind they might think oh, well, maybe I can find someone who, you know, who doesn't need that, that would appreciate this part of me or doesn't want me to change this. Whereas I think on this show, I guess what a lot of these couples who are issuing the ultimatum and want to go on the show think is that, well, maybe they'll find someone else who will say the same thing as me, and then it'll make them click like, oh, well, maybe this is a me thing. Maybe this isn't a you thing. And so I, maybe I do actually need to change this part whereas a lot of times the opposite happens and then they find someone who doesn't ask them to do this or thinks oh that's crazy no you can be yourself I like you for who you are and then the, really makes some question like oh well maybe I'm this who I came with isn't the right person for me or you know so I think a lot of times it can backfire on that person who's trying to give the ultimatum yeah. <laughs> maybe this wasn't such a good idea <laughs> I know. um but the uh, the other difference between season one and two is that uh Nick and Vanessa Lachey who also hosts Love is Blind were the hosts of the first season of the ultimatum and for season two they got a new host Joanna Garcia Swisher um from another show on Netflix I'm forgetting the name of um I can't think of it a scripted show and um Sweet Magnolias that's it oh, I actually haven't seen that show but I, I know she looked familiar I was like what is yeah. she on? um but she was the host of season two I thought she did a fine job I feel like the host on this type of show doesn't really do a whole lot we don't see them very much other than when they're uh hosting those dinners the uh, the ceremonies where they uh you know at the beginning where they pick their new partners and then the ceremony after that's over where they come back and get with their original partners and then a little bit other times throughout and then she has the reunion also of course but um but i thought she did good i i uh, actually thought as a reunion host she was much more impartial it felt like than Nick and Vanessa during their reunions which has especially this last Love is Blind season was very controversial yeah so I, I thought she did well what did you think yeah I agree they were like I think that they don't need that big of a presence of a host in this kind of show so I think what she did was great like the amount of time that she was in the show I think was just the amount of time was needed um and like especially when the reunion when she did have to more so be the host there, I think she did a great job of just asking the questions and not pressuring people or like just like being very non-biased, which was what was needed compared to what we've seen prior seasons right. from Love is Blind. And Didn't ask one single person when they were having planning on having a baby. 
She when she asked like a more like she asked Yoli about like how she would talk about kids and like wanted right. to hear about well, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. So she she brought it up in a very more chill way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so let's get into the uh original couples. Um so we had Lexi and Ray, Yoli and Mal, Tiff and Mildred, Vanessa and Xander, and then Ossie and Sam. Um did you have any favorite couples, any least favorite that you didn't think at the beginning when you saw them were, were a good match for each other? Uh, what were your initial thoughts? Um, I was always confused with Mildred and Tiff's situation when they were talking about how they would break up like every week or every other week. And I was just like, what? Like, and now they're talking about wanting to get married. Um, but yeah. it seemed like what was holding them together was mainly like the physical aspect of their relationship. Um, so that was interesting then like to see like how their time apart was then going to change. But in the beginning, I was like, there's no way that they're staying together. Um, and then I like individually, I like Lexi and Ray, but I didn't know if I liked them together. I agree so, with that. Yeah. Um. So as a couple, I wouldn't say they're my favorite couple, but as people, I really like them. And I also really like Mal as a person. Mal's one of my favorites of the mm -hmm. whole season. Um, so, but not Mal and Yoli. Like, I like, I like the people, not necessarily the couples. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I felt like with Lexi and Ray, I, I agree. I, I did like both of them, but I definitely felt like Lexi was very kind of overpowering to Ray. Like, I yeah. felt like she's the type of person who would be like, no, you can't be friends with this person. You... I mean, she did. She, she did, right. <laughs> right. I guess this is a little bit of a different situation, but I feel like she, that I got the vibe that that was also probably kind of how she was in the real world with her friends yeah. as well. And she then, wanted the control. Yeah. And then Vanessa and Xander, I feel like from the pretty much the beginning, you could tell that that was not going to be a couple that was going to go the longest the long, <laughs> long run. Um, they, I, I really like Xander. Yeah, Vanessa did not get a great vibe from at the beginning. And it definitely, to me, I agree with Lexi and a lot of what she was saying with Vanessa that it felt like she was going on the show knowing that Zan, she didn't want Xander to actually find someone else and that she wanted basically that she was going to do whatever she wanted and she was hoping Xander kind of would realize that Vanessa was the only person she wanted to be with and I don't know probably also went on for followers and fame and all that too but um yeah didn't get the greatest vibe from Vanessa at the start. same I think Vanessa very much just like wanted it to all be about herself too mm -hmm. and i was in a show like that it can't be that way but i think she just wanted to have a good experience and then when everyone started to hate her and like she just like got very defensive and just like upset mm -hmm. overall people's opinions of her on that but i think what she was doing was also like she was bringing it on herself so i don't know I don't feel that bad for her but also like I think she did learn from the experience overall like what she did wasn't that great yeah but. you know I will say that I feel like unlike a lot of villains in that sense the 
she felt very defeated at the reunion it looked like it, it yeah. seemed like she had seen the audience reaction i don't know when the reunion was filmed exactly so i don't know if she actually saw the audience's reaction yet or whether she had just they had been given the season before it actually dropped and she kind of knew what was coming based on what she saw how she was portrayed on there and i got a vibe that she was not happy that she just was kind of was maybe best for me is to sit back and be quiet only speak when spoken to <laughs> and uh so that that i felt a little bit bad for her at that point that yeah it, it, it felt like it, that got to her a little bit yeah for sure but i think overall like all the cast members were really good to have on this season of the show like i think the dynamics like even when you saw them like hanging out in the group settings like it seemed like everyone mostly like talk to each other it wasn't just like there wasn't any real animosity between people besides like Lexi and Vanessa but um and I guess a little bit of Aussie and Mildred as well which we can go into that yeah, um well, but well, I think overall like they cast it really well for this season of especially for their first season of doing the queer love edition and I think it was interesting because I guess we didn't even touch on this in the beginning, but like, I don't think there's ever been a show before where they've shown like gay people falling in love. There has. So there, oh, there was okay. only one other time to this degree. There was a season of Are You the One? Season, uh, one, I believe, on MTV that was, I'm trying to think of the subtitle of it. It was, um, I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but they did have, it wasn't just women and and non-binary but it was um basically everyone was uh was able to possibly date each other and they were all queer in some way and okay. they um it was a, it was a good season it didn't do well in the ratings which i think if it had we probably today would be seeing a whole lot more of those um but i was glad that uh that netflix decided to to do a show like this still and yeah. i'll be honest i haven't seen it do amazingly on the charts and on social media i don't see a ton of talk about it nearly as much at least as the first season of ultimatum or or love is blind and so i'm a little bit afraid that they're they might not do this again <laughs> but uh but i thought it was great and i hope that as the weeks go on that, that more and more people uh, catch on to it and start watching it so that they will do another season of it yeah definitely I think they're just like right now I guess I don't know if it's the time frame that it came out the last year's come out also in June do you know because I feel like right now there's like so many people are traveling or like doing a lot of stuff when it's summertime and so I don't know if that has anything to do with yeah. people aren't watching as much right now because I know like it's, it was such a good season that like I want, I'm telling people to watch it and like I know I am too. Um, season one came out April sixth, the twenty twenty. I definitely think it has to do with the timing. As I well. also think that we are just coming off of Love Is Blind, which is yeah. a very similar show, and so I think some people might be a little bit uh, burnt out of maybe that type of show. I I don't know, but it was also you know. This was announced so long ago that they were doing this season. And I think probably summer of last year, I think it was announced. And so maybe the if 
we didn't know that this was coming and then it would drop that maybe there would be more talk about because this is I mean even though there was that MTV season of Are You the One this is still very groundbreaking I would say to be on this large of a scale of being on Netflix and having a show like this that maybe if we didn't know it was coming that there would have been more news stories about it and there could have been a little bit more talk going into it um I don't know but I I mean it is on the top 10 charts of Netflix and so hopefully I because I remember thinking the same thing when the mole came out um a, a little while ago last year and it wasn't necessarily biggest show at the time on Netflix but it still got renewed for season two so um hopefully hopefully this will too and maybe uh once I think a lot a lot of times too once people know that a show's renewed they're more inclined to go watch it because they don't want to watch a show that (laughs) is only going to get one season and then they get all invested and then it just stops so you know if maybe once that gets announced maybe more people will will start picking it up yeah I know that I did see that they posted they're filming in different cities like I think there are like four different cities they're trying to cast for so I don't oh, know for ultimatum yeah oh I didn't so know that. I don't know okay I can find the exact Zachary reality posted it um oh. but <laughs> I can find exactly which where the cities were but they didn't say like Zachary didn't say in the video either of like if it was just for um heterosexual couples or for queer couples oh, okay. But I'm sure that that would probably be like in the casting emails or something. Right, right. right. And and maybe they'll, you know, do every so often do a season like this. And, you know, it, it doesn't uh, have to be every other season back and forth, you know, it can kind of uh, be just every so often for a change. Yes. Um, so let's go into the trial marriage couples, couple by couple, and see kind of our thoughts on, on how they uh, how they were. Um, we can start with Xander and Yoli. So Xander and Yoli were definitely, in my opinion, at least the most compatible of all the trial marriage couples. I definitely felt like they had the best chance of potentially ending up together. Uh, what did you think of them? Yeah, I agree. I think from their conversations when before they chose each other, it just seemed like they were already into each other, like they already touched, like they like mm-hmm. I don't know if you know like they were like already kind of trying to want to explore that um which also I feel like is an interesting aspect of what this season was compared to the first season the first season I feel like no one really wanted to do stuff physical and if they did it was like more rare that that happened versus right. this season it was like seeming like it was more encouraged not encouraged but like you can do it and like just like experience what you need to experience but for them and their like when they were living together, like they were very like very into each other all the time. It seemed like and just the, they seemed the most like a couple, mm-hmm. and which was nice like to see that they were really bonding and like getting a good experience out of that. Um, but it also like that was so fast, like that was just three weeks that the friends are bringing up good points of saying like, well, like, how do you know this person is going to choose you or like be with you after just this three weeks versus like someone you've been with for three years. Right. Um, right. But because they were already in that situation of like, because they were both the ones who had given the ultimatum, they wanted to have those 
like the next step of what that was with marriage. Need you to meet me there. They were both in that situation. And so I think that really helped in terms of like with them, like being together, like they were able to talk about those things more seriously. And like just overall, I think that they just had like a really strong, like solid foundation of that as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I I definitely thought by the end of it, and, and we can talk about this a little bit more later, I guess, but um, when, <laughs> when Yoli said yes to Mal at the end, and then still went and talked to Xander, oh my god, that was the cringiest, like, I had to actually rewind it when Right after Yoli said yes, and then you saw her walk over to in, to see Xander, I had to pause and was like, wait, I thought she said yes to Mel. <laughs> like, did I miss, remember that? Did I hear that wrong? And then I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, she did. And, and she's still going over to Xander. And then Xander starts talking, and you know that, Yoli said yes, but Xander doesn't know that yet, and it was just so cringy. I, oh, until, every moment until Yoli finally said something, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is so bad. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, and then I really thought that Yoli only said yes to Mal because she thought, okay, I don't want to look like a terrible person right now for saying no. So I'm just going to say yes. And then I know that I have Xander in my back pocket where if this ends and it doesn't work out with Mal, that I can go back to Xander and we can try things out. And that was kind of the vibe that I got, that she felt like, okay, I'll have the best of both worlds here. But... I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, that was interesting because I, like, I mean, I really did not think she was going to say yes. Wow. Me neither. Based upon their, then when they started seeing each other again, like after the trial marriage with Mal and, or with Yoli and Xander, I really thought, like, even when we were seeing, like, Yoli and Xander talk in the group settings again, like, it definitely felt like, Xander was like, oh, I'm going to choose you, but Yoli didn't know 100%, but it seemed like because Xander was saying that, then Yoli was, like, super excited about it and wanting that to happen. So then going back and spending the night with Mal or, like, seeing Mal still, like, throughout the rest of that time and basically just saying to her still, like, or telling Mal about Xander still. And they're like so open about it which also this is also what i want to mention in this like season i feel like communication of the couples was like wild to see comparatively uh. it was like so it seemed like so emotionally mature in conversations of like can i sit there like very much like knowing boundaries or like being like i need the space and then people giving the space like mm -hmm. everything just felt like very solid it seemed like or like not solid but just like 
very open in ways of communication, which was, I was like, okay, everyone here seems to be in therapy or something because <laughs> everyone knows like they're talking the way that they're talking to each other. Just like, I, it made me think of like when I listen to like dating podcast stuff of like when Nick answers people's questions of like being like, oh, you have to communication, all this stuff. Like when I was watching the show, I was like, Nick needs to analyze these conversations because what's happening here is like so interesting to see. But so that's a side track. But basically, like when I was seeing those conversations, like I just was like, okay, Mal is being really respectful right now. Like if I was Mal, like I would not want to hear about Xander. Like yeah. how was she able to hear about Xander so much when they were living together? And like Mal thinking that she is about to go and propose to Yoli. But then Yoli is still not sure. Like, I was like, this is just a wild, messy situation. Yeah, that was the least enthusiastic yes that I'd ever seen. I was, she was like, okay, sure, I guess, you know. She didn't even say yes. She was like, yeah. She's a regret. Yeah, one of the things that I, I'd have to go back and watch season one again, but I don't remember the couples communicating with each other when they were in their trial marriages. I felt I, I the way I remembered, I thought they weren't allowed to communicate with their original partners during that time. But this season, we saw that a lot of them did, and I, I don't know. That's how I remembered it, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't think they were really allowed to. And if they did, then it was like, a, oh, you weren't supposed to do that thing. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like they weren't really supposed to do it this time either. It just like was like kind of one-off situations that I think that they were talking to each other or hearing about that. Um, but it definitely seemed like Yoli and Xander were still talking a lot. Yeah. Um, even yeah. after they were caught mm. of messaging each other. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But um, <laughs> oh, it was messy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next we have Lexi and Mal. Uh, to me, they felt like more best friends than uh, actually having a connection in a romantic way. That was kind of the vibe that I got. That they got along great, but just kind of realized that they were more friends than actual, uh, you know, potential partners. Yeah, I felt the same way. I think that, like, you could just tell based on, like, their conversations just like them doing stuff together that it was just more friendly than anything else and i think and that's why even today they say they're still friends like because they just kind of built a friendship when they were living together which is nice mm -hmm. to see that they actually still have a friendship out of that yeah um i mean i don't know today from the reunion they said yes right but right. Uh, <laughs> um but i think they probably would but um i really like them like both of them as people so i think them together like really what I was saying about like conversations like I felt like they have really honest conversations as well mm -hmm. and Lexi sometimes like what we were saying can be a little bit more overbearing in those conversations and stuff like that but I think with Mal she was a little bit more chill in some ways um and noticing that like she can't really control other people I mean obviously so she just has to and Mal is trying to allow her to realize that I mean, like, just, like, kind of stop talking about Vanessa. Like, that's mm -hmm. their trial marriage. Like, this is our trial marriage. Like, you don't have to think about them necessarily as much as you are. Right. Which obviously was hard for Lexi because that was Lexi's original partner, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, so that was hard. And she had really strong opinions 
negatively towards Vanessa. So obviously she's going to think about it. Um, but I feel like most of the conversations we would see in terms of like that trauma marriage was a lot of that, like Lexi just complaining and like figuring out like what was happening with Ray. Right. No, I I agree. Um, I, I I like both of them as people, but yeah, it, it seemed like they were very open with each other. They, I'm sure, they helped each other out, kind of just dealing with the situation of being on the show, and they seemed to really connect in that way and be able to have those vulnerable conversations. But yeah, I I, I think pretty early on, it seemed like they realized like, okay, this isn't going to work out between us, but you know, we'll remain friends and and yeah it seems like that has continued um so then on that note we have ray and vanessa (laughs) um i don't even know where to start with ray and vanessa really i feel like it seemed like in the beginning it almost to me felt like ray chose vanessa because everyone was telling her not to and it's kind of one of those things where it's like okay i know this probably isn't good for me (laughs) but I'm curious and I want to try it and see how it goes. And it seemed like they did have a connection. I could see kind of where they bonded and they both kind of weren't really getting along with their partners at that time. And I feel like they kind of bonded over that. And um, But kind of similar to Lexi and Mal, I think by the end of it, they, they both were in agreement that they weren't going to actually stay together. Yeah, actually, we haven't even touched on this part, though, with in the beginning of why Lexi doesn't like Vanessa was because Vanessa was dating both of them. Like, in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. Vanessa was going on dates with both Ray and Lexi. I forgot about that. I totally (laughs) forgot that that's why they didn't get along. Yeah, Which, like, was then interesting because Lexi and Ray, obviously, were a couple. And so then Vanessa was, like, kind of just seeing who she wanted with both of them. Um, but then in the conversation that Lexi brought up about marriage, like, or then Vanessa says, like, oh, I don't know if I ever want it. And in this experience, like, you're going in it, going to, like, hopefully end an engagement or, like, at least, like, get close to being in a marriage with someone else. And Lexi took that very very like as like oh she's not here for the right reasons like this is not like she's just a bachelor terms not here for the right yeah, reasons exactly. <laughs> um so she lexi got really upset and then more so protective it seemed like over ray because mm. of that she didn't she wanted to then protect ray's feelings in that and like she was always she was then like super anxious it seemed to be like about what was going to happen with that scenario if she was going to be then like manipulated I guess by Vanessa and like thinking that she won't want to ever get married or like all this stuff that I think that was all going through Lexi's head right. which wasn't a great feeling I'm, I'm sure for Lexi but within Vanessa and Ray's relationship or their trial marriage like it seemed like they did have a decent time together um like there were times that it was like oh no like with that when they like hooked up together like in the next morning like that all that stuff the conversations with Lexi and that like mm-hmm. blew up more than maybe it needed to but I think overall like 
they had good conversations and I think Vanessa then was able to realize like yeah she shouldn't be so afraid of that commitment um and it just like she was in a different kind of mindset it seemed like in the beginning of the show versus towards the end of the show Mm -hmm. um which I don't know how authentic it was but like it was like her difference of opinion was like I think because of conversations she was having with Ray and like they were both unsure yeah um and then making it seem like okay well you don't always know 100% necessarily but you have to know to commit and like they were kind of like both like she was kind of a Vanessa I feel like was agreeing to like see it through yeah at least to try that with Xander but then Xander didn't want that (laughs) (laughs) too little too late yeah (laughs) um no i i agree and that was i'm glad you brought that up because honestly i'd kind of forgotten that that's why lexi and vanessa had their falling out at the beginning um there was also the aspect of that vanessa had said that she didn't think that that xander had basically told her that oh i think i might be asexual and the only person that i'd ever be with is is you potentially and so I think Lexi was also upset with the fact that Vanessa was kind of putting Xander in the situation where she knew that Xander wouldn't probably find anyone and that Vanessa would be the only one with the possibility of finding someone and then she doesn't even want marriage. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, why Why are you here? Why did you want Xander to come here? And why do you want to come here? <laughs> so I think that's why they were also upset with kind of the way that she was treating Xander and at that first, um, what do they call it? The ceremony, the match matching ceremony or whatever they call it um that that they were all kind of defending xander in that way where you know uh they were kind of asking vanessa like why why did you want xander to be here why do you want him here um but yeah no that that was all a good point um then we have also mildred and aussie oh boy (laughs) Well, now we know a lot more on Mildred, but I'll backtrack yeah. into what I thought, like, in the experience when I saw them in the same trial marriage. I'd say that it just was not a fit in the beginning, but within their communication styles, Mildred doesn't like to listen and will only just, like, it seems to voice her opinions and if someone else is aren't right she'll just want to talk over them and just continue on of how she's feeling and like which is in a way it's good she's voicing her opinions and like telling other people how she's feeling but then not listening to what other people are feeling or like hearing the other side of that as well and Aussie just like could not handle that like Aussie can't handle anything that's kind of remotely a conflict so so I felt like that was just not a good situation and I was really hopeful that like maybe Aussie would come around and like listen maybe like try to bring up like more so how Aussie was feeling and then like all this stuff but like it didn't seem like that was really feasible in that trial marriage um and so Aussie just left and that I think was the best decision um but in the moment I was like I actually like when Mildred was crying I kind of did feel bad for Mildred there because I was like well she said she's been abandoned and all this stuff 
Um, and it seems like Mildred does have stuff she has to work through in terms of like her own personal struggles, like all this stuff, like going through her life that she's been through. Um, and I think because of that, then it makes her lash out or like bring up conversations that like could be differently portrayed is my best opinion of that but what are your feelings yeah no Aussie and Mildred I feel like could not be more different in how they deal with conflict Mildred is very direct she wants to deal with the situation right then and there get it over with Aussie is very much I need a moment I need to step out for a second I don't want to deal with this right now I need to cool off and just you know we'll sleep on it and either deal with it tomorrow or brush it under the rug (laughs) and I just feel like those two ways of dealing with that could not be more opposite and could never coexist and I clearly we know Mildred now was arrested for domestic violence against Tiff and that just kind of puts a different perspective on everything that we saw I feel like because in that moment I was a little bit I could see both sides at least and I felt like you know someone like Aussie would probably get me frustrated a little bit where it's like okay I just want to talk about this and you know let's just get it over with and to kind of keep delaying those types of conversations can can just make things worse but now that we know that Mildred has more anger issues clearly than we realized while watching the rest of the season um, that, that that kind of puts a, a different perspective on it that maybe there was maybe there was stuff we didn't see in terms of in terms of those conflicts that maybe gave Aussie a reason to be a little more conflict averse and not want to to talk about things in that moment when Mildred's heated um, yeah. But I think that Aussie needs someone more like Sam, who's clearly more understanding about the, uh, more um, uh, more compassionate, I feel like, to Aussie's feelings. And that that's the type of person that, that Aussie needs and, and not someone like Mildred, who's a lot more direct. Yes, definitely. And yeah, so then I guess we can move in to, should we talk yeah. about Sam and and Tiff in the trial marriage because that was interesting. I felt like into going into that trial marriage, like I didn't think that they were gonna be like that great together either. Um, or just like Tiff seemed like in the very beginning, like they were having like a more of like problem with the dog situation and like then Sam like was trying to be comforting or like kind of a piece of situation but overall it seemed like they had a good time and they were getting along and laughing and like all this stuff there just was was not a physical connection there at all Mm -hmm. so they also just felt more just like as friends and um which was nice to see them build a friendship as well um because in the beginning I didn't even know they could be friends (laughs) um but I definitely like seeing them grow into that friendship and it seems like they're still friends to this day at least i mean in the reunion it was nice to see that sam went over sam went to go and comfort tiff when mildred and tiff were having well mildred 
was talking about what was happening in their relationship and that like all the stuff that was happening and Tiff was just like not able to say anything about what was happening from her perspective but like I just like I don't know it was it's nice to see Sam was so nice and I, I really like Sam also that she's just like very sweet and nurturing and just like understands what people feel like what they need and um it was really nice to see that in the show as well as like she was always there for other people yeah no i i totally agree they they definitely seemed more like friends than uh than actual potential partners in the future but but i think that they were both what each other needed in that moment probably to kind of um to to get through the process and to kind of realize for you know for sam and aussie you know we'll we'll bring this up a little bit but but they're still together to this day and so i think that probably having tiff there kind of made her sam realize that that how much she she really loved aussie and that that they could still be together and um and so yeah it, it was definitely nice to see in the reunion when they uh were when sam was comforting tiff and um and that they they did build that bond even even though it wasn't romantic necessarily that they did uh build that friendship and and that that she was still there for them in that moment yeah Um, and yeah so now we can kind of get into the reunion a little bit more um so we learned in the reunion that at that time Lexi and Ray and Sam and Aussie were the only couple still together from the show. And uh, since the reunion, Lexi and Ray have broken up. I don't know when exactly. I don't know the timeline of exactly when the reunion was filmed versus when Lexi and Ray broke up. At the reunion, they seemed very happy together still. But uh, but since then, a few days after the reunion dropped, like they uh, announced on social media that they had broken up. And so that leaves Sam and Aussie as our only couple still together. Uh, does that surprise you, or did you kind of see that coming? I'm not surprised that all the other couples have broken up now. Um, but it's nice to see that at least one is still together with yeah. Sam and Aussie. Um, but yeah, I'm just, it's interesting because um, overall, like, I was surprised. I think with the last episode also within like all the couples that did stay together and did mm-hmm. get engaged, I didn't expect that to happen because I really did not know that that was going to be the case for any of them. I mean, well, I thought, okay, out of all the people, like thought the best chance was going to be Sam and Aussie. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of all those couples, that one made the most sense for what, like what was happening when they proposed in that moment. Right. Um, but in terms of all the other couples, the fact that literally everyone got engaged except for Xander and Vanessa. That was shocking. Yeah. (laughs) I was I was very shocked. So I was just like, there's gotta be breakups in this reunion. Like I just knew it. Like I had a feeling because there was no way that they'd stay together. Because if I didn't think they were gonna get engaged, how are they gonna stay together? But also last season of like the first season of it, like I was surprised with some of the stuff that did happen in that um 
Yeah, because season one, I mean, a lot of them are married now. We have Colby and Madeline, Hunter and Alexis, and Nate and Lauren that are all still married, and, and Randall and Shanique are still in a relationship, um, at least as that, that we know of. Four of yeah. the six couples are still together, which is kind of crazy. And so this season, a lot of them at the reunion were still together, or at the, um, excuse me, at the finale, they decided to stay together. But now, um, within the last year or so since that filmed, they've all split except for, for Sam and Aussie. So, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't shocking to, to me either, but I was a little bit surprised because at the reunion, it did seem like Lexi and Ray were in a good place. And so, and like they, they were planning their wedding. And so that was a little bit surprising. They've already broken up <laughs> since then, but maybe the reunion, you know, filmed more closely to filming than, um, than I thought it did, but who knows. Um, but yeah, is there anything else on this season that we didn't cover yet that you that we missed? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think well, within the social media aspect too, I think it's interesting to see like what the couples are posting or not couple like what each person is mostly because no one's really a couple, but what each person now can post on their social media, and it seems like when I was following Lexi or I looked at Lexi's content and seeing she's already dating someone new oh so is like, she yeah oh, I didn't know that so I got I went a deep dive yesterday after I finished the whole whole season um just to see where everyone was up to and it seemed like out of all the couples or all of the people who are on the show she's the only one now in a relationship mm. um besides now obviously obviously and right in a relationship with someone else yeah, someone else <laughs> um and then all, all the other people are kind of like posting about being single yeah. is my gathering um which is like they have this platform now so they might as well use it i mean yeah hey yeah so it seemed like tiktok was the place they were basically mm. posting a lot it seemed like they had the most followers on tiktok which is also interesting because i feel like from the last season most of them got followers from instagram so it's those shifts there, which lots changed in a year. Yep. Um, lots of things change in social media sphere like every day. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, I think that's interesting. And then um they didn't say anything what happened in their relationship or like how that ended. Mm -hmm. Um, which was also interesting because like we saw their entire relationship and then it's not entire, we saw from problems in their relationship right right, right. um to then being engaged so then i was like hoping hoping we would get some sort of closure in that well, i guess I mean, we will you know it's still the show just ended what a week ago two weeks ago the finale dropped a lot and the reunion dropped and so i think we're still in the space where we could get interviews from them and podcasts and everything and i'm sure that Lexi and or Ray will will do a podcast at some point where they'll delve deeper into what happened and the yeah. timeline of everything exactly and we'll get a little more information on that yes yeah, so I'll be looking out for a podcast episode on that um and then it was also interesting though to hear I saw a TikTok that Yoli posted I sent you this last night as well of saying like 
she recognizes what she did was messed up and knowing that like she took off the ring right after Mal had proposed to her and then went to talk to Xander without the ring like that was just messy that feels producer driven to me I feel like they probably said oh we don't like if you have your ring on immediately Xander will will see that and know that what you did you know your response and so I'm sure they didn't they wanted that moment of of her actually telling Xander that which she probably regrets is just agreeing to do that I think that she could have I think in that moment she was just more so emotionally much like but vulnerable in that moment and so i think then she was listening to the producer more than she needed to maybe that's my that's my guess i think that makes total sense because she also mentioned in that video of saying like i'll let you know what i can say once like ndas and like contracts are more slowly i figure out like i was like whoa she's like mentioning ndas in this tiktok like i feel like you never really hear that from the cast members that quickly after a season um Mm. but it seemed like Yoli was really open and like trying to talk about her feelings with both their partners. So like, it was like, okay, so maybe she does want to share this, but can't in the moment right now. But I'm also curious to hear like what, I don't know. It's, it's It was interesting to see like her struggles on the show of seeing like she was in love with two people, which like, were kind of reminded me of like being on a bachelor show of like, at the final two like who right, are you gonna choose? right. <laughs> when when the lead says i love you to multiple women yeah. and yeah yeah so that was interesting but and then obviously yoli's not with either of them today um <laughs> which was also what i gathered from that situation i was like there's no way that yoli can be with either of them at this point if she's so conflicted in her feelings yeah about them each of them right. so yeah that's yeah. overall I had some more interesting takes yeah, to share yeah, based yeah. on what I've seen but I don't know it's just interesting overall like I think within a reality tv dating atmosphere it's just you see only subset like some parts of the relationships that they're showing or conversations that they're seeing like they're showing from what they're filming like a lot more of so we have to take that from a grain of salt as well of, like knowing the like we don't see everything of what's happening, but what we do see, like, this is what we can talk about. And, like, it's all interesting right. stuff to hear about more so when we can see those behind the scenes of, like, hearing from their perspectives as well, like, after the filming has ended. No, that's what's so different about covering a show like this versus, say, a Big Brother or even Love Island, because Big Brother obviously has the 24-7 feeds where you do feel like you actually see everything and can comment, you know, and be much more certain and confident about your opinions in that way that you didn't miss anything important. But, and, and even Love Island, even though there's no live feeds, you're getting an episode of almost every day that happens on that show because it's in real time and you're getting, you know, five episodes a week. And so I feel like in that show, you do feel like you kind of almost see everything. Um, But on a show like this, yeah, for every thousands and thousands of hours of footage, you get, what, a total of 10 hours, maybe? So you really, really don't see a good portion of of what's happening there. But right, we can only comment on, on based on what we actually see on the episodes. But yeah. But yeah, overall, I think it was a great season, and I want them to do another one with 
queer couples because I thought that was added another layer to it and it was interesting to see that yeah and just like all men next time or yeah I was gonna say that that'd be interesting because see how their conversations go versus how both women feel in those situations like i can guarantee felt, like, they won't be nearly as communicative yeah. than, <laughs> no. that's why i was like awesome. very happy to see that in the show i was like wow they're like very like just talking about things like getting deep about just like the simplest of things but like it's like real conversations um so that was cool but yeah. we'll see what happens maybe the gay the guys who are gay too will have that situation we'll see not as deep maybe um i i agree um sorry my microphone just fell (laughs) um is there anything for for next season that you would want to see change about the format or um or anything new that that you would like to see for it um i don't know honestly like it's interesting i feel like what it comes down to also is that nine times out of ten seems like I mean or like five four out of five or like most of the couples will stay with their original partner and right. only one breaks up and maybe gets with someone else pretty much like it seems like that's the trend at this point because last season the first season was like all the couples either stay together or they broke up or two people matched together like they liked each other um but then they end up breaking up afterwards too but um this season like it's the same kind of thing where like you have this trial marriage and then you see how things are with someone else but then you really just still want to work on things with your original partner Mm -hmm. um so I wonder if there's a way because I mean it makes it seem like then then things can work out with those people but then you're like, well, they just cheated on that person for like three weeks, but they didn't actually because that's the way the situation is. Right. But it just feels a little bit weird to like go right into that relationship, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, even though it wasn't like it went right into that. But because you had this trial marriage where you were living with someone else for three weeks, then you live with, then you live with your original partner for three weeks, and then you get right engaged. Like, I feel like there might be. I know it's the way the setup of the show is, but I feel like there should be a little bit more time, at least after the trial marriage, before you have to decide on that ultimatum. Uh huh. Just because I feel like it's a little bit rushed at that point, because it was like three days till the trial marriage, and they're like still having fight, or three days till the decision, and there's right, like right, right, right. still the fights of what's happening of like. Like, especially with Mal and Yoli, of, like, Mal saying to Yoli, oh, you still love Xander, like, all this stuff. Like, you're still in love with someone else, even at the moment of that engagement. Like, that was just weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like time maybe would have helped a little bit of, like, figuring that stuff out. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, I don't think they can really change that because they have to film and there's guidelines into that. Right. No, my thought was maybe extend the period of time before the trial marriages start so like in the beginning where they're all living you know communicating with each other and living together and you know the whole group is together maybe extend that part of it to where they don't go into the trial marriages so quickly and maybe that gives them more time to really figure out who they want to do the trial marriage with and maybe that will lead to better selections and that way more compatible selections um 
I don't know. That's just a thought, but maybe that wouldn't help anything or change anything, really. But um, I don't know if they can really change anything about that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I, I don't know. We'll get a couple that does stay together with their trial marriage partner, <laughs> and then that will be really shocking. Like, that will be a really like big moment when that actually happens, and like you get to the reunion and they're still together. That would be kind of crazy. Because that's what I want. I feel like that's the kind mm-hmm. of like the viewer, like what I when I'm doing it, like, I want that to happen. Yeah. I'm like, well, why are they still with their original partner? They're matching better with this person. Like, I feel like in season thought... one, we almost got that with Jake and Ray. Yeah. Like, they, I thought by the reunion, like, I was like, oh, they're still going to be together. And then they weren't. But <laughs> I know. And it's like, so you want to root for those people because, like, you it. see them having, like, a healthy relationship versus when they were not in a healthy relationship. Right. And so I wanted that to happen, and I want that to happen. I want that to happen. One of the seasons I'm I'm speaking in now, it will happen in an ultimatum season. <laughs> but I don't know. We're manifesting. Yeah, we're manifesting it. We'll see because it is interesting because what we were saying with like you're dating someone for like three years versus three weeks, like obviously, yeah, that's different. Um, but I think it also impacts the fact that you end on the the prior the you know the person yeah. you came with and it's almost like kind of like the last person you're with is the most likely you are to to stay with you know it's like that on big brother and survivor you always talk about like you want to be the last person in their ear be- before the vote because that's the one they're going to go with and that's kind of how i think it is a little bit with this where it's like the last person that you're in a relationship with on the show is probably you're more likely going to stay with because that's freshest in your mind and so maybe if they went back to their trial marriage partners for like a day or two i don't know maybe that would change things who knows i don't know that would be interesting i think that would be cool to see so i I wonder what things would have changed between if yoli would have said yes or no in that moment like maybe they get the last night they get to choose who they want to stay with for the last night before the decision like they get the choice of do you want to spend the night with your trial marriage partner or your uh I don't know, your normal partner, the one you came in with. OG. Yeah, the OG partner. Um, oh, maybe if you got that choice or something, and then I, who knows? But we'll see. I'm sure it'll yeah. happen at some point in the future. <laughs> going on. But, anyways, yeah. that's uh, that's our episode for today. I really enjoyed the ultimatum. Glad we got to talk about that. And uh, we will be back next week for another episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.